What's up, everybody? I hope you're all doing okay. A hostess, rudest to the mostest, a hostess, rudest to the mostest, and a hostess, rudest to the mostest. As y'all can see, the whole episode was about this hostess that didn't know how to behave. It is your boy, Messifield, and let's get into the review of The Real Estate of Atlanta, season 13, episode 9, shall we? So the episode starts off where we left off last time, which is with Marlo and Kenya arguing. Kenya's point is basically that Marlo attacks her every turn, and Marlo is like, you attack me every turn. Honey, I can't outread you the way that you read me. And I was talking about that with a friend the other day, and he was saying that Kenya is very good at pointing what other people do to her, but not what she does to other people, which is funny because that's Kenya's point that Malu doesn't point out what she does to her. So I think with this spiral, we can go on and on for days. It is fair to say to me that both of them attack each other. Who started it? Honestly, I do not know. Who goes the hardest? I feel like Malu goes the longest and Kenya goes the hardest because Kenya will let Malu slide through some stuff. When Marlo picks on Kenya and picks on Kenya and picks on Kenya, and then when Kenya comes, she comes back with everything on the table, like she comes back and then some. So I feel like that's how it is. Honestly, I'm not trying to say who started it and who ended it and who, like, I'm not trying to keep tab with these two anymore. So either you're going to be friends or you're not going to be. And Portia says something that I thought too in a confessional. She said that something in Marlo longs to be friends with Kenya. And I thought the same thing because Marlo seems to. Like, Marlo, for someone who keeps attacking Kenya, you sure as hell want her to be your friend too much. So you gotta choose. But I feel like Marlo is like, because Kenya often don't pay no, man, no mind to Marlo. And Marlo is like, Okay, if that bitch, like, I want to be friend with that bitch. So if that bitch don't pay me no mind, I'm just going to keep attacking her in hopes that at least if I can be in a good grace and in a good mind, I'm going to be in a negative mind and she's still going to think of me. Y'all know, like, when you really want to be associated with someone, if the good don't work, you try the bad because it's better to be badly associated if you want to be associated with that person than not being associated at all. So I think that's what Portia saw. And that's what I see as well. So the two ladies just agree on the fact that they're going to be civil. So then Porsche's like, well, the meal is over. Can we get to a game? Can we play a game, you guys? And Kenya is like, oh, the game. I totally forgotten about the game. The game is everybody runs up to their room and go to bed. <laughs> and so Porsche is like, ah, next, we want something fun, so let's play Never Have I Ever. I played that in prison, and I was like, girl, when you were in prison, I can see that y'all had some good time, and y'all did not, like, get bored for one second. Y'all were like, okay, we're here for 20-some hours, so we're gonna make the best of it, and I'm here for it. So they're gonna play Never Have I Ever, so everybody's going to their room, and Porsche first asks if the host is okay with that, and the host remains quiet. So you can really tell that Kenya, <laughs> Kenya just really had the plan of going back to her bed and falling asleep, as we can see later. And to me, that just 
That just brings me back to when Portia was talking about the auntie and the nieces. Kenya is definitely a auntie. A hot auntie at that, but she's definitely a auntie. By the way, while all the ladies were gathering up and gathering themselves together, getting into their PJs, Cynthia was over there with the pork, trying to stack up some pork in a little plastic bag. And she was talking about she's going to bring that for a man, Mike. And Portia was like, oh, girl, you are so cheap. And I was also like, girl, you are so cheap. To me, in Africa, since I'm Aryan Cameroonian, um... It's Congolese people, it's them Congolese people who do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if any of y'all are Congolese, but it's them who do that, who go to parties only to stack up the food and bring it home later. Like, that's so cheap. So the ladies are back in the living room and they're all in their pages and PJs, sorry, and ready to play the game. And so Candy is like, wait, we're we, we missing one person. So Kenya is not here. So Candy gets up and walks walks up the stairs to go see Kenya in her room. So she knocks up at the door and asks Kenya, so what you doing? And Kenya answers and Kenya is with a baby Brooklyn and she's like, Wait, so you're just gonna stay here? And she's like, Yeah. Um so you don't have a nanny for Brooklyn and she was like, Well I, I can't have a nanny for the night. She worked all day so I can't have her for the night. And so she's like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that with you. So Kenya is clearly not getting down and Kenya is pissed. So she's like, she's coming back down. And so she she tells everybody and Candy is upset. And now Portia is upset. I think it's the two ladies, the two main ladies with young children who are upset, obviously, because Kenya, first of all, the ladies were already upset that you brought Brooklyn without telling them that they could have brought their child. And now you're playing up on the fact that you're going to stay with your child when everybody is trying to stay together. So now you're just reminding them that you have your child and they don't. You just reminded them that Bosha is like, well, my child has to sleep, but my child is sleeping with someone else right now. She's not sleeping with me. And so they have said, and Bosha is like, yeah, uh, I feel too, I feel too down to even play the game right now. And Candy shares a story about Blaze that um, obviously she, she had anxiety about Blaze before Blaze was ever born because she felt like she wouldn't have as much of a bond to her as with the other children because Blaze was not conceived in her belly but in someone else's belly. And turns out Blaze is the most attached to her out of all of her children. Blaze is the, the only one who cries, who literally cries when Candy has to hang up and she has to like be detached from her mother. And apparently she does it only with Candy, not with anybody else. So obviously Candy is feeling a type of way right now. So nobody feels in the mood to play the game anymore. And Drew is just looking at everybody like, well, if that was the point of the girl's trip, I would have just stayed home, like too much trauma. And I was like, Drew, clearly you did not watch the show that you were signing on to. The point of the girl's trip is to have drama. <laughs> like, I don't know who told you that it was to have fun. It's the official reason, but the unofficial reason is that we as viewers can have the drama. You get people together, and obviously since there's corona, y'all can't really go out like that. So y'all really stacked up in the same place all 
time 24-7 and yeah, it's for us to get a drama. By the way, little side note, I can't wait to get a drama on Basketball Wives 2 when they're going to be all stacked up in the same house as well. And so the ladies all get up to get back to their room and Malo is like, okay, so who can help me? put my bed back together, and Porsche is like, fuck your bed. And she was like, oh, hell no, <laughs> my bed. <laughs> Malo, just go sleep in your closet, okay? So next morning, we see Kenya with Brooklyn in the living room, well, in the kitchen slash living room. We see Kenya on the phone with Ace, and we see Drew on the phone with Ralph talking about the moving. So apparently, the moving is occurring sooner than expected. And it's occurring as Drew is on the girl's trip. So Drew is mad right now. Not mad, mad, but she's a little bit upset. And Ralph's excuse is that I didn't want to, I didn't want to stress you out on your trip because she's like, you didn't even tell me that we were moving early. And he was like, I didn't want to stress you out on your trip. But like, maybe that's part of that. But part of you, since we saw that you were already not communicating well enough with Drew about the move. Part of you was kind of relieved, like, yeah, let's let her go on a trip so that I can finish this all on my own. And I think I feel like Drew, no, I feel like Ralph, sorry, is the kind of person, the kind of man that would just want to handle everything without even telling his woman. I feel like Ralph doesn't like to have to answer to anybody. But when you're in a relationship, I'm sorry, you have to answer to your spouse. Especially when you're married, you have to answer to your spouse. So, y'all moving, this is a big step. So, Drew, who is the queen of the household, should be able to have a say in it and should be at least aware, Ralph, you fucked up. So, we see Portia and Tanya in the kitchen talking about the fact that Rihanna Taylor's verdict is today, is the day that they're talking about it. So... You can tell that she, Portia is a little bit on edge about it. So next we see Cynthia on the phone. She's on the, she's outside at the beach, well, around the beach, talking on the phone with Mike, while we see the ladies in the room, in the house, in I don't know whose room, but they're talking about the fact that they have a surprised bachelor a bachelorette party, sorry, planned for Cynthia that very night. So Candy is explaining it all because she's the one preparing it all. And she's giving out the costumes and everything to the ladies. So it shall be a gracious and salacious night. So then all the ladies leave and Candy is like, okay, Kenya, let's see it so I can tell you what you did wrong last night. And she doesn't even talk, she doesn't even start talking about last night. She was like, this whole trip, you have been a mess. Like, you have been a wreck of a host. So let me tell you, first, there was the private jet, okay? There was the private jet when you came alone. You, di you didn't think that it was necessary to tell other people that you were going to take a private jet. And you let us take the smelly-ass, sweaty-ass bus. And so then there was the plate of crab cake, and that's the point, that's the part where Candy is really pissed, because she wasn't really that pissed about the private jet. The private jet, I feel like, is just, okay, the other ladies were complaining about the private jet, so I'm going to bring her the complaint of the private jet, but I don't really give a damn. But <laughs> the plate of crab was really the 
and the eyes on the cake for candy. She was like, I didn't even really, I didn't even give a damn about a private jet, okay? You could have told me, you could have not told me, I wouldn't even have come. But that plate of crab cake, only for yourself, like she said last week, I'm over it! And Kenya's point is that everybody could have ordered their own lunch. Yes, but Ken, like Candy said, Kenya, you are the host. So the point is not that the ladies could not order because Kenya was in some, some slick last episode in her confessional. Like she was in some slick first about the private jet and then about this. Like everybody has a credit card. Everybody can order their own shit. Well, you are the host. People came out of the city for you. So you should make uh, 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 you should make sure that people are feeling comfortable. That's the point. You are the host. So the point is not that they cannot afford it. The point is that I'm not gonna watch you have a plate and you couldn't you could have this. I've told me, hey, let's order something, and we would have all ordered something, and everybody would have paid. I'm wondering if Kenya thinks that she was gonna be the only one to pay for that when Bravo is paying for the shit i'm sure not the crab cake but bravo i'm sure is paying for the trip so i'm not really understanding kenya how you're talking about money because right now you're looking cheap as hell then kenny talks about marlo's room like you were really shady about the room and kenya is like well are you gonna question other people because marlo what i'm doing to marlo is just reciprocating what she's been doing to me so are you gonna talk about her since you don't want to have my back and kenny's like wait what I know you're not talking about if anything, if you want to talk about anybody having your back, I know you're not talking about me now. And I agree, because last season I was thinking that Candy was hella fake to the other ladies just to have um, Kenya's back. So I know Kenya, you're not bringing up, you're not questioning if Candy has your back or not right now. But Kenya, you see, when things don't go your way, uh, that's it. Like, you throw all common sense out the window. And that shit is just annoying. Just receive the criticism. And I'm not saying accept it now, okay? Receive it means, like, at least know where people are coming from. And so Candy says uh, that the shit you pulled last night was the last straw, honestly. Because we were supposed to all come down together, we were supposed to all play a game, and here you go staying upstairs with your daughter, like, isolating yourself from the group when we're supposed to be a group. And Kenya was like, well, I don't have a village right now. I'm saying like that because she was saying it while crying. I'm not saying that I wasn't touched. I was actually touched about what she was saying. But I was like, if this isn't the biggest bull of deflect right now, like, we're not talking about Mark, because she talked about Mark, we're not talking about your village, we're talking about the fact that you should have come down last night, or at least this damn Kenya doesn't know how to communicate, at least if you're not coming down, tell the people that you're not coming down, I'm not really understanding how you do stuff and you want people to learn it as you're doing it, as a host, you should tell people in advance, so that they know how to prepare in advance but so kenya is going on about mark apparently mark is the villain mark is using brooklyn as a control tool over her so obviously kenya is crying and saying all of that so obviously next to that hearing that 
you cannot like if you say something else you're gonna be a jerk so candy is like okay i'm annoyed at her but i'm just not gonna say nothing she gets a pass for now okay kenya you have passed candy you have gotten a pass from candy but let's see if the other ladies receive it as well better prepare the tears now so then Kenya comes down and all the ladies are gathered up again in the kitchen and Kenya is explaining what happened last night and she's finally apologizing. But in the middle of her apologies because she's talking about how yesterday she had the crab cake and I think it's Tanya who says, what did you have? Did you have a crab cake? And Kenya's like, yes, and it was everything, girl. <laughs> and so Bosha and Malo are like, what the fuck? So are you apologizing or are you like, you don't give a fuck about her feelings. And Portia gets into a confessional and says that Kenya reminds her of a Disney villain. You know those Disney princesses. Oh, she's Maleficent. That's who she reminds me of. And I was like, well, Portia, you could have gone harder because Maleficent is actually not a bad one to have. Like, especially since Angelina Jolie has taken up on the role, Maleficent is fierce bitch. So then the ladies get to the working out and... Letoya is about to lead the workout and Drew is just still confused because Drew doesn't understand what's going on right now, right? Uh, yesterday night, y'all were all up against Kenya and over bullshit. And today, y'all like, we're kicking and we're just about to roll up with the day and roll up with the workout. And I was like, well, Drew, better get into it because this absolute shit, the shit is, the point is to get drama one night and get together the other and then don't worry the drama is gonna come back if that's what you're worried about the drama is gonna come back so then they start working out and drew cannot work out because her leg is broken and Portia decides to stay um on the side with drew as well and Portia is just Portia, i feel like is just here to exhibit her ivy park fit now so i'm like Portia, you better go girl and so they're on the side talking, and so Drew is mad, he's telling Portia that she's mad about the fact that her husband is moving out, is getting to the move out today, and she's not here to to help with him, so she's not here in the organization, which I understand might be frustrating. I have told you guys earlier that to me, it would have been frustrating as well. So I totally understand that. And so we get the husband part. And then she says that it's a nice transition because we get the husband and we get the family because she says that she would have loved to have brought a kid as well. But I'm like, Drew wasn't, Drew wasn't even really upset at first. She just got upset when everybody was talking about what rambling and keeping on talking about how they wish they, they could have brought their kid so i'm like drew are you really mad or are you trying to find a reason but i guess if someone tells you something 200 times at the 201 time you kind of feel a certain type of way so i kind of understand and you can never judge a mother who is missing a kid but so then, like I said, it's a nice transition because we were talking about Ralph, then we're talking about the kid, then we're talking about Kenya. That brings us back to Kenya. Drew is hella confused that Kenya, everybody seems to be cool with her today. But last night, everybody was mad at her. And I was like, well, that's just the show. I, th I feel like, well, okay. Okay, the ladies could have addressed it, but I think... First of all, Kenya kind of 
Kenya kind of hijacked them by coming down and apologizing first so that the ladies could not have said nothing or they would have had to come back with something else because Kenya addressed practically everything that they were talking about. But obviously, they, we can see that they're going to talk about it later on, even though it will be introduced by Drew. But Kenya was like, Kenya took the lead on this one by coming down, explaining and apologizing first. People were complaining, cannot do nothing but recognize it. So I feel that it was that, but Drew is new to the reality game, so she doesn't really understand. I feel like it's like that. And also, Drew don't understand that since it's reality TV, we have to wrap it up. These ladies still have to hang out with each other. Like, we have to, even though, for example, Portia and Kenya are not really friends like that, they have to accept the fact that they're going to be in the same circle. And that goes for everybody. So we're like, okay, Kenya, that bitch over there, but still we're going to try to have a paycheck so we're going to welcome her back into the group and we're going to hear what she has to say that doesn't mean that we're not going to get on her ass when we feel like we need to get on her ass but for right now we can just let it ride so Portia basically tells Drew that I totally understand what you mean with the fakeness and all but I feel like with Kenya what I've realized is that I'm not a motherfucking friend and this will come off better coming from her friends so I Candy or Cynthia and that's why I feel like that's why when people complain about Kenya they tell it to Candy because they know that Kenya listens So then we have to get on a more serious topic because the ladies are heading back to watch the Brianna Taylor's verdict it's going to come on on TV any minute now and so the ladies all sit down and Latoya is telling Tanya that growing up in Canada um, they didn't she she's trying to relate to Tanya by saying that they didn't really experience racism as intensely as the as in the US so they don't really they understand it but they don't really get it because they didn't really it's really built into the the US DNA but not in Canada's DNA and all of the other countries for that matter because I grew up in Cameroon slash Ivory Coast so obviously in Cameroon slash Ivory Coast uh, no I grew up in Cameroon sorry I grew up in Cameroon slash Kenya and obviously in these um, black dominated countries you're not gonna have racism like that but um, coming to France it's not I the racism is not out there like in the US. In the US, like you can really fall into, you can really walk down the street and fall into the police or fall into a flat out racist that will tell you that he doesn't like you just because of the skin of your color. But it's not really as exposed like that in France. So I feel like this is mostly a US thing. And Kenya tells us in a confessional that she has a she had a great grandfather who was white and who denied his whole family because they were of a mixed race. So yes, that's really sad and that's really real. I just I'm just curious why did he procreate with a black woman if it was just to deny the whole family? So I'm curious about that, how that came about. But it's really sad and like I said, really real. And I, f I feel like it's the first time I'm hearing Kenya talk about race. So then we get to the sentence and we hear the sentence. And 
First of all, there were six officers and only one have been charged and he has been charged with the lowest level of charges possible. And he wasn't even charged, like Portia said, he wasn't even charged for killing Brianna Taylor. He was charged for just, um, if I remember correctly, it was because they shoot, they shot the neighbor who was white, obviously. So Portia feels like, and I totally agree. I didn't see it like that, but I totally agree. It's, it feels like black people are just don't belong to America. They're just on borrowing time. So their life can be taken away anytime and nobody's going to lose any sleep over it. And they're not even acknowledging Brianna Taylor's murder, which is the most frustrating part. So that really puts a stamp on the whole day. Portia is sobbing. Portia is really, really... All the ladies are really mad and really in a bad mood. But hey, like Portia said, we're just going to go hard next time. At least we know that we have it in us to put pressure on the court system like that. We're just going to go harder next time. So then all the ladies get ready and we see Drew and Tanya. Drew is asking her what is her relationship status. And Tanya is saying, basically, I'm happy where I'm at. Like, if I get married, I get married. If I don't, I don't. But I'm happy with my man. And Tanya also says that she doesn't want Cynthia to hear it, but planning a wedding is actually her worst nightmare. And I'm like, I totally get it. But at the same time, I feel like the pressure is mostly parents that put on the... Parents and the whole social thing that puts on the pressure of a wedding. Because... Um, clearly, if you don't want a wedding, if you don't want a big wedding, you you don't have to have a big wedding. That's the reality of it. But since the social norm and parents have told us and taught us that we need a big wedding, we need to celebrate our love, even though you have different kinds of celebration, everybody can celebrate their own way. But that's what puts pressure, and especially on the woman, because the woman is the one that will be the star of the show. So she's the one usually planning it all. So now the ladies have gone to dinner. They're at the restaurant, and Drew is like, okay, before everybody eats, I have a game for y'all. And I was like, this cannot go well. And Drew is saying, the game is the realest of the fakest. And I was like, okay, can we tap out of the game now? And Drew is like, no, no, the game is going to be fun. So um, the game is Kenya. For example, I didn't understand you last night not coming down. I'm confused. And so I'm like, what's the game part? Like, clearly, Drew, you're still bothered about everything. So... Kenya's point, to which I kind of understand, is if you had a problem, you could have taken me on the beach. We could have talked privately. I don't understand what is your problem and why you're trying to bring it out like that at the table, trying to pass it for a game. And so why are you coming at me? Why Drew is keeping on coming at me when I've done nothing to that bitch? So I, on that point, I understand Kenya. And so Drew is like, why didn't you come down? And Kenya is saying, unfortunately for me, I made the best decision for my daughter. And so Tanya at the same time, who is clearly over it, is like, okay, you know what? I'm hungry. Let me just order. At first, I thought that she was just thinking about, she was just looking at the menu and thinking about what she's going to order. But then I saw that, no, the waitress was right next to her. And she was like, okay, so I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. While Kenya was trying to give a story about not having a village. And so 
uh, Kenya was like, okay, so you want me to talk to you, but at the same time, when I talk to you, you're just thinking about appetizers. So Tanya just comes out. Now that the waitress has taken the order <laughs> and is far gone, she's like, okay, now you have my attention. And the thing with you, Kenya, is that we're not getting the sincerity. Actually, your apology earlier, we didn't even get that it was an apology until you said the word apologize. And yes, Kenya can be misleading like that. I feel like Kenya does that. Uh, one, to get a rile up out of people and two because she doesn't want to get ahead of herself trying to apologize and then people just shade her so i feel like she does stuff like that like apologies backhanded apologies so that if in the middle of an apology someone shades her she can just turn around and be like bitch okay don't get it confused i feel like that's how kenya rolls and that's why she rolls like that so Tanya is like, are you sincere? Are you sincere that you want to hang out with us and not do as crappy shit like you have done? And Kenya is like, what crappy shit have I done to you that was so serious? And Kenya is like, okay, so you're still downplaying it. That's the problem. You're downplaying it when we all going through stuff. And then people are on their phone and Kenya is like, okay, stop being on your phone while I'm trying to talk. And Malo is like, this bitch is crazy. Like, when you want to talk to her, the bitch is far gone doing shit else. But when she wants to talk to you, everybody has to move. And Kenya is like, you see, that's the type of shit I was talking about. You're calling me crazy now. And I was like, yes, Malo, she does have a point. But at the same time, Kenya, you are crazy. So, like I said, I'm not trying to keep tabs anymore with this dude. Like, you are crazy, but you shouldn't call her crazy. So, Malo is like, Okay, you are not crazy, you are doing something wrong. And she was like, okay, thank you. And so you're happy now, crazy bitch. And so then she tries to check Portia, who has been who has been calm the whole time, who has not said anything to anyone, who has not bothered anyone. She was like, okay, so I'll wait for everybody to put down their phone. I'll wait for Portia to Portia is like, no, bitch, you can keep on. And she's like, Portia, you're being rude right now. And she's like, no, don't worry, I'm listening. I I can listen with my ear and watch with my eye what my phone is doing. Just keep on giving your little sub story. And Kenya's like, okay, now you're being disrespectful. And then she goes, y'all want to be a sisterhood, y'all want to talk about women supporting other women, moms supporting other moms, then be my motherfucking village. And I was like, okay, let it be the last time of this episode where we talk about a fucking village, because this is really going to start to piss me off. First off, I don't have to be your motherfucking village if I'm not your motherfucking friend, because I'm guessing she was talking about Portia. And second off, girl. The point is that you didn't extend the invitation to everybody. So as much as you want everybody to be your motherfucking village, have you been everybody else's village? I understand that you're going through stuff with your baby daddy, but that's on you for choosing a crazy baby daddy. So can we just move on and suck it up? And like Candy said, just next time order two nannies. And she was like, the nerve. Like, like Portia said, you are not poor. So all of this logistic stuff is isn't a stuff that should be dealt with you on the real side of Atlanta. All of this logistic stuff is a is just stuff you add on just to put on. I understand the emotional stress of having to leave Brooklyn. That I understand. You can bring Brooklyn but still have a nanny with you. That you can do. So all of this stuff isn't stuff that money couldn't have fixed Kenya. You just like I said, we're cheap and rude 
So then Tim just says, okay, let me just say this and then I won't talk and y'all can talk for the rest of the night if y'all want to. And she says, Kenya, it would have been nice to give everybody the option of bringing their child as well. And Kenya is like, I don't need to give everybody the option. And I was like, the bitch still don't get it. Like, she's still... And that's the reason why people keep coming at you, Kenya, because you say you apologize, you say you're sorry, but it feels like you don't really even know what you're sorry for. Honestly, it feels like you're just apologizing because you heard that the bitch was mad. That's all. Like, how are you going to say that you don't feel like you should give the option to everybody as much as you want everybody to empathize with you, you're not empathizing with the others. So why do you expect stuff from others that you wouldn't want from you? And that's what Candy said. Had it been somebody else doing this to you, you would have been outraged. But when it's you, it's like be my fucking village and understand where I'm coming from and understand what I'm going through. Well, guess what? Everybody is going through stuff, Kenya everybody and actually out of the three of you you candy and Portia, your daughter is actually the oldest so imagine if your daughter being the oldest you feel like that imagine what Portia feels like and what candy feels like so after the back and forth kenya finally says okay if i was supposed to tell you guys i apologize and I would have been the motherfucker that would have been, no, not if, bitch, you were supposed to tell us, okay, get it right, because like I said, Kenya is always going to try to downplay her apology to the fullest, to the last extent when she's not going to be able to do that anymore. Kenya will hold on to a piece of stuff to the fullest. So what the fuck do you mean? If, yes, you were supposed to tell them because you wouldn't have appreciated it if it was the other way around. And if you say that you would have appreciated it, then you are a damn liar. <sighs> so all this is finally done and the ladies who accepted it, accepted it. The ladies who didn't, didn't, but we're going to be ready to move on. And so the ladies all get in the bus and Kenny tells them, okay, so the game that we we're supposed to do last night that Drew said that we we're going to do tonight and we didn't get to do because we went into the drama. The, this game, finally, we're going to do it tonight. But little does Cynthia know, they're not actually going to play that game. They're going to have a bachelorette party. But Cynthia is the only one who's not on the end of that because obviously... It's her surprise bachelorette party. So we see Candy is saying that we got a dick in the box um, for tonight. And we see the ladies all heading out of the bus and all heading into their rooms to change. And we see the stripper who's outside waiting on them to come out. So next week should be a salacious episode as well. So thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope you liked it. Don't forget to share it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, da messy life, da underscore messy underscore life. Have a great evening or a great day, and I will see you next time.